Yeah. I see that's <laughs> This is gonna be the whole episode. It's just, it's just like... giggles. <laughs> that's I mean that's generally what happens when yeah. we hang out, so that's fine. <laughs> it's just me taking videos of you. <laughs> but like the last time I was here and you literally dropped down to the floor as I exited the restaurant. I had to get an I did had a to get, full body scan. I had to get every angle. <laughs> that was I'm an artist. You are. That's, that's when it accurate. comes to you. <laughs> oh, excuse, <laughs> excuse me. So, you you made some sort of you said something the other day about editing. You were like, it takes me so long. <sighs> it takes me so long. What? Why does it take you so long? So, for instance, I'm gonna cut out the beginning of that conversation that we had right. before I stop recording. Right. And um, sometimes people go off into tangents. They can't help. It's interesting to me. But I'm not going to put you're it not in the podcast because yeah, yeah, yeah. people are going to be like, what the fuck are they talking about? Yeah. Or um, that. A lot of people will say, um, like, um, like, I'm glad speaking, you're here. I, stu- I do still, speaking of, like, the episodes, I still think, like, the first, so, Scott. Yeah. And was, Scott's the, not his actual name, though, right? right. Scott was the fake one. And then yeah. the third guy. Joel. Joel. Scott. Yeah. Scott and Joel. If I played for their team, if I was if I was gay, t- ten Joel's, out of ten. Joel said that about Scott. He's like, I date Scott. I would date. I would date both of them. They're great. And Chelsea was great. Yeah, Chelsea was good. Chelsea was super fun. Scott has been, I think, the fan favorite. But Joel, you put a picture of Joel mm-hmm. on the inside, like. Yeah, because he was like, what? yeah, yeah, only because he lives really far north, and he specifically yeah. doesn't want kids. So it's like this really specific situation. So I was like, well, I might as well give you a shout out. Like, if you I feel like that's, that's such a, that's a very, I was listening to that and, and thinking to myself and I was like, that's a very city specific thing. Number mm-hmm. one. And number two, that's an age specific thing mm-hmm. because he was like in his early thirties, if I'm yeah. recalling correctly. Yeah. I think he was like 32. Yeah. And like not nowhere on any dating profile that I have or of people that I'm interacting with is there any discussion about any of that. No talk of children. Yeah. So that's what I was thinking when I was talking to him. I don't know for sure if I want kids. I Mm -hmm. don't know. I really, but if someone were to right off the bat be like, I don't want kids, that that doesn't align with like my future just because I would like to have I think that if I met someone and was just, like, we talked about this in episode one. It's like, if I'm so obsessed with you, I probably do want to have some of your babies. Yeah. Make well, some more and of you. I, but I also think that there's something to be said, like, even more than just, like, the baby comment, but, like, deeper into that of somebody just being like, well, I don't want to have kids. To me, that's like, oh, I'm not open-minded. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not, like, somebody just saying this, like, right away or maybe not necessarily I'm not open-minded because I think there are some people that like but they are closed off to an entire part of life or the possibility of it but I also think that it's not like I think it's hard on the flip side of the person who's like well I really want to have this Mm -hmm. you know I think that there has to be this kind of like open dialogue at the beginning where you kind of set that aside and be like well let's just see where this goes because maybe one of our opinions is going to change. Mm-hmm. Like, we fall so deeply in love with each other that, yeah. ex- like, you know, I just exactly. want to make more of you yeah. in this world. But It is really, it's hard for me to wrap my mind ar- around completely 
ruling something out. Like, yeah. I, I think that way about marriage, too. Like, I don't know if I'm going to get married, but I certainly, I think I might like to, and I think I might like to have kids. Like, I don't know. Yeah. The marriage thing is really weird for me because, so, I've never, I've never really been in, like, a full-on relationship. Mm-hmm. Like, I've never really, like, there was people that I kind of, like, in high school. Your beauty is intimidating. That, okay, that's not. We're going to circle back around to that because if I... Put it in the parking lot. So many people say Have that, you heard that phrase? Putting it in the parking lot? Yeah. I mean, yeah, also in the Count, I, Counting Crows song. What? Put up a parking oh. lot. <laughs> okay, sorry. But no, so the marriage thing is, is really interesting because I, you know, like, people, like, kind of envision their futures. Like, you do, like, goal planning yeah. and all of that jazz and everyone's like, oh, I can see myself insert whatever future I legitimate because I think partly because I've never been in a serious relationship I I can't picture myself being in one yeah and being married or whatever the idea of like investing so much into one human being Mm -hmm. is fucking terrifying like it yeah I just shiver like I just I am in a very different point where I'm like I don't know if I, I don't know, I don't know if marriage as an institution is for me. It's always interesting to me to hear people say that they don't picture themselves being married or, you know, haven't really given it much thought Mm -hmm. when their parents are super happy and like still together because my mother has been divorced four times. And so I have, I have always imagined myself getting married someday. Yeah. But... Not that this is an original statement, but, like, I will only ever get married once. Like, I I would not marry someone unless, I don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't know what would have to happen, but I do want to get married. Do you feel like you have, that that gives you better tools to assess a possible partner? Or so, to possibly handle, like, difficulties when they come up? Yeah. Because you kind of have seen that? As far as tools... I think um, I'm very understanding to, like, problems. And when someone else has, like, any sort of issue, I just want to, like, take care of them. And it makes me, I think, a really good partner. But it's, like, I need to be a little more selfish sometimes and, like, think about myself. And I'm not good at doing that. Totally get that. But I used to be very, very closed off. And I I don't think I'm, like, completely cured of that. But it's, it's kind of, like... I saw my mother, like, being very reliant on men Mm -hmm. and then reinventing her life every time she got divorced, which there's nothing wrong with that, but at some point it's like, I don't really believe in the concept of soulmates, but I do believe in the concept of, like, finding someone you love and then making it work. So... I don't really know if I answered any questions there, but that's my thought process <laughs> no, on it. No, I totally answered the question. It's also funny you say the soulmates thing, because I don't necessarily, like, I think, I've I've been a hopeless romantic my whole yeah. life. Um, just, like, I've always been really enraptured with movie and cinema, and just mm-hmm. kind of the way that stories are told, and storytelling in general. Um, so I've been a hopeless romantic forever. But I don't actually believe in soulmates in a romantic relationship, I do believe in soulmates in a, like a friendship. Mm -hmm. Like there are people who are in my life that like feel like they are, they, they just fit right in. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like there's so many people that 
have I've met and like right away it's been like there's there's so much that clicks mm-hmm. and we kind of both filled a need that the other person had in their life without it being toxic or like too clingy. Yeah. One thing that a lot of times the younger generation doesn't realize and isn't really explicitly shared super well by the older generation is that it is work. Like it doesn't, it's not every day is not easy because life doesn't work like that. You know, like everybody, you have your own challenges and then build a a life together. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like have kids and all of those things that that's exactly the way that every, I think everybody should look at it is find somebody that you love, that you enjoy spending time with that challenges you. Mm -hmm. And then you, the rest of it, you just make it work. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ever going to find someone who lines up with me, like, spiritually, theologically, like, yeah. all of our values. Those are all really important to me, but I'm probably never going to find someone who aligns with me on everything. Yeah. And I don't know, I don't know if it's possible to, like, put that kind of pressure on a romantic situation and survive it and be like, you need to be exactly like me for me to keep loving you. Yeah. And it made me think about, like, our parents' generation. Like, I think a lot of people who were the same religion or the same anything, like, ended up marrying each other probably for those reasons. Yeah. But you're still growing while you're married or you should be. And if you change and the other person can't adapt to that or change Mm -hmm. with you, like, I guess maybe then you get divorced and that's why people get divorced. I feel like we just went down to such a solemn tunnel we need to like bring ourselves back out we gotta get some more coffee like but that got serious so fast do you want some kombucha <laughs> kombucha kombuch? you just short some cough some cough <laughs> i'm really tired Lor- yeah lauren is bouncing while she's pouring her coffee Wait. and sh- and <laughs> shuffle the shuffle yeah, shuffle off shuffle off to buffalo hit a little ta- hit a little tap step on him you know dance terms. I do know dance terms. What's your name? <laughs> <laughs> My name is Ryan. How old are you, Ryan? I am 25. That's such a great age. It is. I'm actually really, I think everyone is like, uh, 25 is like, you know, like boring. I'm really excited for 25. I think 25 and 2019. I'm Ooh. really excited about. Yeah. 2018, literally not a single person I've talked to was like, 2018 was my year. Yeah, no, no one said that. Nobody said that. Everybody was like, 2018 was a shit show. No one in America or or Canada said that. Also the UK. Also, or the UK. Because ha- hashtag Brexit. So true. I want to ask you what you do, mm-hmm. and it's a complicated answer, but I want to start that off with saying that I will always know you as a dancer. That is, I think that will be my identifier. Yeah. Ryan's for the, a dancer. Yeah, for the and foreseeable. And I think facetious, like, Ryan actually, like, is a professional dancer. Like, he's a he's a professional dancer. I don't know if you heard me. He dances and, we, we, I'll, and choreographs. We can, we can I'll, I'll send some videos and that you like can put on the pod. And tall, if, if Amazonian, Amazon. like, carved marble body. I take a lot of pictures of him, and I'm always touching him. <laughs> And I'm blushing profusely <laughs> right now. There's no one else 
on this earth that I speak to this disrespectfully <laughs> or treat like such a piece of actual meat <laughs> like this is, like an actual this is uh, really inappropriate yeah there's but I'm a, never gonna stop if I'm ever feeling nostalgic I love going back and looking at the photos of us from various cop that <laughs> <laughs> Here. Just so everyone knows, Lauren turned and dug out a photo frame of the two of us. I'm dipping her. It's a, it's a pretty iconic this photo. Is like, this is an iconic photo. Yeah. So my normal quote-unquote nine-to-five, about like 18 months ago, two years ago, started doing uh, my own like individual marketing um, and creative consulting. I still teach and choreo- like do choreography um, I run a apparel brand uh, with some friends um, that's called YXU. Um, I literally did not know that. It's well, I need I, to pay more attention. No, but I like I don't. I haven't talked about it a lot because we're still. I'm still getting the grips on it and figuring it all out. Okay, so you're 25 and you live in Columbus. I live in Columbus. Ohio. So you and I met in a leadership like conference. I think uh, is that I was. No, that's not how we met. We met at... We met because I fixed the printer for you in the USG office. I totally forgot about that. Yes. You did fix the printer for me because I was lost and confused. Yeah, it was was late. It was like 1 a.m. Yeah. Well, I remember being at training with you and being in a room, and we were like having some rapport, getting along, and you were like, how old are you? And I was like, I'm a senior. And you're like, okay, bye. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you have told this story so many times. I don't <laughs> think that that's actually you how that went down. You like, like, sat down. You were like, get away from me. I would, okay, probably, okay. <laughs> Knowing myself, you know you I probably say did say that. Yeah. But in like a very like joking. Yeah. This actually brings up a great topic that you've been talking, that has been come up on the pod multiple times. Is like being... I'm super attracted to girls that are really witty and really funny. Mm-hmm. And it seems like that's not a thing for most people. Oh, yeah. So if I can yes. drop an obscure pop culture reference and you can pick up on it yeah, and we're, and send, send a volley back, mm-hmm. I'm here for that. Mm-hmm. Which I think is why we clicked very quickly. And you also yeah, just spent a lot of time taking pictures of me. True. We just had a lot to talk about. Yeah, always. And there was never like a whoa. <coughs> what did you, what are you talking about? Like yeah. there was none of that. I think I think romantically sometimes the dating pool I feel it's just sometimes you're unfortunate to run into a lot of people who they appreciate that you're funny mm-hmm. and then they like continue getting to know you and they're like, Oh, you're always like this. <laughs> like But I want like I need like I I thrive on that. Like, yeah. I wanna go through some of the topics that I have been Oh yeah, I, I liked this that came about the other day. Do you have a sex bucket list? Not really. Maybe maybe like places. Maybe that would be like yeah. my sex bucket list. Did you ever have sex anywhere? On campus. No. I have heard... I know a lot of people had sex in the Union. Yeah, and the Union... The Union was a... The Union um, was a sex pool. (laughs) Yeah. But only... But it was only the, like, the Union rats. We've outed a lot of people slash ourselves. Or the stacks. I've heard of people doing it in the stacks at 
Thompson Library. See, I feel like that that would actually be because I feel like that's like a a classic college thing. That's also that a little bit movies. of that's a little bit of voyeurism mm-hmm. because yeah, because there's always someone. Well, there's always someone, but even beyond that, those all of the stacks are it's glass exhibitionists. Oh, that's maybe that's what I mean. I don't the know. exhibitionist. That's what it is. Not voyeurism. Exhibitionists. Voyeur like are people who like to watch. Okay. Exhibitionists are people who like to be watched. Exhibitionists and they in the stacks. Together. We belong together. This girl sent me some texts from a guy that she said, like, I don't want to see you anymore. Uh-huh. Wait, um, she she sent those to him? No. She said, I don't want to see you anymore, and then he sent her all these texts. Okay. So she went out with him because he Instagram or he Instagram messaged her. Slid into the DMs. Yeah. So she's like, I'll take a chance, whatever. Uh-huh. So the first text is cut off. It's this long thing, like blah, blah, blah. You just haven't given it the shot that it deserves. We hung out once and it went really well, dot, dot, dot. How can you sit here and tell me that it doesn't make sense to see each other again? I just don't get that at all. I'm not going to try to wife you just because I eventually want a relationship. I just want to go out, have fun, and see where things go. She doesn't respond. And then he texts her, I'm assuming a very long time later, Happy Thanksgiving. Hope you have a great day with the fam. And I just have to pause here and say that this happened to me this year where a guy that I hadn't spoken to in months because I cut it off texted me on Thanksgiving and was like, Happy Thanksgiving. And I was like, what? Didn't you know that the holidays and like turkey are supposed to make you fall back, in, fall back in love with these people who are terrible people? So he sent her this, this Thanksgiving text. She doesn't respond, and then six hours later, he texts her two question marks. Then... Oh, God, there's more. Seven days later, what's up? So I got invited to this super fancy event downtown Monday night. It's a gala for this big entrepreneur society that I'm involved in. It's going to be a super fun night. Anyway, I'm supposed to bring a date, but don't really have anyone. Any chance you would want to be my plus one? We would have to get all dressed up and stuff if you don't mind doing that. I think it would be a super fun night with three T's. And then I later really that like night... I narrating this additionally. Thank you. You're welcome. Later that night, uh, after she doesn't respond, oh, <laughs> lol. Next text. Uh, literally, like, three months later. Hey, what's up? What are your plans for the weekend? And then couple hours later, I was thinking about how I was telling you about Seven Springs Ski Resort and how I wanted to take you there. This weekend is going to be perfect up there. If you're free, let's go. Eight hours later. Seriously, lol. (laughs) She said there was like five more. That's all I got. So, I just, because I've been in this situation before where like you don't respond and they just, they're just like, let's try again. Different topic. She didn't like that one. She might like this one. She didn't respond to that. (laughs) She likes a fancy gala. Let's give it a shot. Thanksgiving wasn't her holiday. (laughs) Shit. I've been on a good amount of first dates. Mm -hmm. I'm like a pretty quick judge of character. Like if, like if the first date like doesn't go great, this is a great actually moment. Like talking about ghosting. Mm. If I have an interesting thought process around it of. If we go on a first date and I'm not, like, it just, like, isn't vibing with me. Yeah. I'm more likely to ghost slash I think I've only ever ghosted on first dates. And, like, can you really even call that ghosting? I think ghosted is when you drop off 
when communication is expected. If I went on a disaster date or if it was clear that neither of us was feeling it, I wouldn't expect to hear from him. But I think that's the thing is that like it wasn't necessarily, like it was, I was feeling like they've always, they've been great. Mm -hmm. I think similar to you, not like seven, eight hour long first dates because that's <laughs> fucking crazy. But like. I don't do that anymore, okay? Like the last girl who I went on a date with, it was great. We had really great witty banter. She's a cute girl, but I wasn't like sexually attracted to yeah. her. Like I didn't. Yeah. That just, it wasn't there. I said, hey, like, thank you so much. Like, I had, the, I had a great time. But, like, didn't say necessarily, like, oh, I want to do this again. But was, like, appreciative of her time. Yeah. But then I ghosted her because I didn't want to be like, hey, I think you're great, but I'm not, I'm not sexually attracted to you. And so my theory on, like, my thought process on my, like, quote, unquote, ghosting you know, because that was, it was a good date and there was an expectation afterwards that like yeah. we would talk yeah. is like, I don't actually know you well enough that it's okay to say those things. Like if I said, Hey, I'm not like attracted to you, mm. that's going to wreck this person's day yeah. or their week Yeah. versus if I ghost, it's like a little bit more of a mystery and you can kind of chalk it up and just be like, whatever, it wasn't right or yeah. fuck him. Or I really dread sending messages where I have to spell out. Yeah. That I don't want to see you anymore for a reason. Yeah. Which is why people ghost. And I think that sometimes, like, your situation sounds super gray, almost not gray. Like, I, I don't even know if that's really ghosting. Yeah. And maybe um, not. I, I went out with a guy. Um, we had plans for a third date. And I was, like, agonizing over whether I should go. But... Like, the conclusion I came to was, like, going on this third date with him is wrong. Mm -hmm. Like, I think at that point, if I know I'm not attracted to him, that's leading him on. True. And if I'm, like, confident that it's not going to change, there's nothing he can do that's going to make me be like, ooh, I could date you. Mm. Yeah. So, like, I would, I, I would never say to someone, like, I'm not attracted to you. Yeah. Because that's... Probably never okay. <laughs> Generally speaking, not. But <laughs> Probably not the, not the thing to say. Yeah. And so what I said was, I think that you are amazing and I really like you, um, but I'm not confident enough in the connection to go on this date and I wish you all the best. I think that's great. I think if I, if I was on the receiving end of that, mm -hmm. I, I would feel really appreciative. I would obviously be like, Sad. Bummed. Yeah. I, yeah I, I'd be, I don't know, upset's just, not the word, but. Yeah. Like, I, I got a text last year that just, like, really hurt my feelings. Mm -hmm. And so I've been trying to find the perfect wording that's, like, not hurtful, but still true. Right. And doesn't leave you wondering. Yeah. Because the text that I got certainly didn't leave me wondering, but it left me wondering about other things. Like, why did you keep fucking going out with me if, you know, you were feeling this way or whatever, you yeah. know? And I didn't want to do that to this, to anyone. Right. So. I don't know. It's a slippery slope. Oh, and we're back on the slippery slope. Slippery slope. Um, that brings up an interesting question. Like you, one of the questions you asked Kelsey about was sexual compatibility. Yeah. So you go on these dates, super attracted to somebody on the dates and whatever, and then you like get into the bedroom. What like you know? What do you do if it doesn't, if it doesn't work? What do you do indeed? Like that's, what do you do? Because I, I don't know. I don't have the answer for that question. Yeah. I don't think I've been in a lot of situations where 
that has happened only only because if there's even a hint of not good, then I I I shan't I, sh- I, I shan't <laughs> be going home with you because then I blow it up in my mind and like yeah. I mean well and you've said multiple times that like if you're gonna be like you have to be really comfortable with somebody yeah to like go home with them or to yeah. like you know being in a and sexual in full, situation in with full them. transparency that's because when I was younger that was not the case and it, I still needed that but I wasn't giving myself what I needed right okay so how do you how do you swerve like if mm. my friends and I have all like ha- this happens all the time like where we're like you have to figure out how to swerve yeah. and like I think I swerving think swerving before you go home. swerving before you okay. to like get out of going home with yes. this person in my old age I don't have the time or the patience for that behavior I'm like stop touching me I don't like you yeah and of, I mean of course you don't want to be mean but yeah my advice there would just be like don't leave space for opinions or questions <laughs> yeah. okay one night stands that's all I've ever had, kind of. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many messages I got that were like, I have only had one night stands. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that's pretty sort of true, so... But if you haven't been in relationships... Yeah. Yeah. So, the only, I would say the only pseudo exception, and this is every single person that I told that I was coming on this podcast was like, you have to, <laughs> to tell this story... This past July, I went on a um, road trip kind of up the East Coast with a couple of buddies. So we're at this restaurant. The waitress walks up, super, super attractive girl. We're like flirting. I'm not great. I'm not great. I'm terrible at flirting in person. Like, I'm always just kind of worried. And so we're, we're texting and I'm like, this girl's in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Like, whatever. Like, no problem. I can be like unabashed with this because I'm never going to see her again. So right. I make some sort of comment. About, oh, well, you should come visit. A week later, she booked a plane ticket and came to Columbus and stayed with me. What? For almost five days straight. Five days? And she knew nobody else in Columbus literally came to Columbus so that we could hook up for the weekend. That was one of the best, like, sexual experiences I maybe have ever had because, like... She was really, she gave feedback on what, like, worked for her, what didn't. It was a blast. But, I don't know, does that count as a one-night stand? Because she was there for four days. One weekend stand. I Yeah. I think having that experience was really great because we both were up front. Don't catch feelings. Like, this is strictly, like, we're just, we're just hooking up. Like, yeah. we don't live close enough. This is, It's not worthwhile. Yeah. So, that was really nice. And... I think there was less pressure because we like there was nothing nothing could happen. Nothing could happen. Yeah. It was really open and like also gave me the opportunity to ask questions and say what like what works yeah. like what worked for you, what didn't work for you, how can I be better? Speaking to some of my female friends, not all of them, they don't necessarily know one like what does or doesn't work. Like maybe yeah. they just haven't explored that enough for themselves yet which I totally get, or they're, like, kind of, a f- like, they feel weird about speaking up about that to yeah. their partner, um, and I think on the flip side, like, you were talking about earlier, just, like, the raging hormone fuckboys that just are, like, where is a hole, and can I fit my dick in it, and so you get a lot of guys like that who 
are more so looking for the reward of telling their friends that they hooked up with somebody the next morning than they're looking for pleasing their partner. Mm-hmm. If I'm going to go home with somebody, like I want to walk away from this and I want you to go tell every single person that you know that I was incredible. <laughs> Right. Don't and we all. You know, and that's and you can't do that if you don't if you don't ask questions and you don't Yeah. Or like do research. Like I have re- I have read articles about female orgasms and what works and the fact that like a lot of people don't have like a lot of women don't have orgasms from penetrative sex. Mm-hmm. That's okay. Yeah. Like that's totally fine. And it still can be a really intimate experience and a really fun experience as long as everyone's like safe and smart and kind of like voicing what they need we might have messaged about this briefly about like and you've asked a couple of people like do you feel disappointed or if your partner doesn't orgasm and it's it's not I think I used to feel that way and I was putting a lot of pressure on that other person which I know other people have said on the pod as well so now I try to stop and think more about well, did you, did you, like, did you have fun? Did you, like, was this enjoyable? Did this feel safe? Was this comfortable? Yeah. I think it's more helpful to, like, ask questions while you're being intimate and give them space to, like, feel like they can speak up. Or be like, do this, don't do that. Than it is to have sex and then afterwards be like, did you work out? While you're choosing, can I ask you one? Yeah. Do you have a playlist? A sex playlist? Yeah. I don't. Do you? I Of course I do. It's called BMM. Baby making music. Right, right, right. Of course, naturally. Uh, can you give us some, some highlights from it? I am, I'm a big, like, old school, like, Motown okay. R&B. So there's some, like, old, like, James Brown on there. I don't love the, like, I'm not super into, from, like, a sex perspective, I don't love the, like, hip-hop sex music yeah not my favorite yeah i like the like kind of slow like bump and grind i think versace on the floor by bruno mars is on there Uh it's that's a that's a solid one i don't know that song i've heard i'm not gonna sing you're trying to get me to sing again (laughs) you're trying i you almost got me too I've heard nice, enough. Yeah. Oh, okay. Jeez. No, no, no. I got, I got the. You I got, got the, the vibe? vibe. Okay. I put the playlist on, and basically was like strictly foreplay oh, for yeah. these six songs. Oh. Like nothing. That's good. Be like nothing beyond that. Like there can be some like touching and some playing, but like no actual like li- like full on forms of sex. Yeah just foreplay for these for this amount of songs yeah and that was really that was super fun yeah like and also like i think i don't know the build-up's the best i I think the build-up is like the most fun and especially because i'm a dancer music really doesn't it doesn't it sets the vibe for me very well yeah and also like if we get into like more there's a rhythm and i can kind of put on like a little bit of a persona yeah how do you how do you ask someone to come over? I don't. I'm really terrible. They're like I'm, I'm really terrible. Home with I'm you? really terrible at this. No, I, that's not what it is. But I'm just like I'm really bad. Everyone who's good at this. This is not. Yeah. <laughs>
a lot of people I know kind of do the like, hey, like, do, do you want to come over for another drink? Yeah. Um, common one. Yeah, that's, I feel like that's the, the most basic one. Like, I have had people come up and, like, grab my ass and, like, the drunk, the favorite drunk girl thing to do is grab my hair because I have a man bun. And it's like, that's not, like, if I came up and you were at a bar and I grabbed any part of you, you would be like, get the fuck yeah, off of I'd me. Yeah, I'd be like, stop. Right? And it's like, just because I am a guy, like, I don't, I, I still don't want to be touched unless I give you permission to touch me. And I would... I wouldn't, no one does. Right. I wouldn't do that to you, but I've had that happen many, many yeah. a time. Like, actually, I would say almost every single time I go out. <laughs> That's so annoying. And, well, what and, like, I can't, I can't complain because, obviously, I know that all of my female friends deal with bullshit. This is a non-gendered issue across the board of, if I'm doing something, if I'm, like, in my own space, if I'm living my own life or whatever, I'm dancing, I'm hanging on my friends and like, I seem fun and I seem, that's not an invitation for you to do whatever it is that you think is acceptable yeah. to do. Yeah. And that's again, across the board, that's men and women. Yes. Can we all just, just you keep never our, assume that someone is like waiting for you to touch yeah. them. The, the, yeah, I just think that that's inappropriate. Tis. But I don't know how to ask people to c- come home with me. And that's... <laughs> Is there anything that you want to talk about that we have not talked about? Oh, I have to tell you the Tinder story. Yes, you Because do. this is... I think this kind of goes along with what I was just talking about being touched and all of that. Yeah. So you and I have had this conversation before of because of the way that I carry myself, because of the way that I dress my profession that I've been in, like, my identifier. Yeah. There... Yeah, but there's a lot of people, like, the vast majority of people that think that I'm gay. You think the vast majority? A lot of people do. Okay. Well, I shouldn't say the vast majority of, like, total population, but in Columbus. Okay. Where I do know a good number of people and all of that. Yeah. There are a lot of people... There are assumptions. There are some... There are a lot of people that have assumptions about me. I understand it because there are things that about me that fall into what is thought of as stereotypical in the gay community. So I had gotten on Tinder and had matched with this girl and before I could message her, she messaged me and said, I know who you are. You shouldn't lie to people about your sexual interests on dating apps. That's really fucked up. And then unmatched with me. That's been a really interesting thing for me, grow like just growing up and going through college and everything is like, the number of times that that exact thing has happened mm-hmm. to me is frankly pretty astronomical. Like, I'll be you know I I'll be at a bar and like kind of be chatting with this girl, chatting with a girl, and and we'll go out to the dance floor and we'll dance and all of this and like. I've had multiple girls kind of like lean in and like kiss me on the cheek and be like, it's too bad you're gay and just like walk away. And at that point, like I'm no longer interested in you because you have made assumptions about me without knowing me. Yeah. It's just, just, I mean, people, people are not comfortable with things that don't fit into a box that they know. Yeah. I wonder if it's 
perhaps like largely a Midwest thing? I wonder if you'd be treated that way in LA or in New York. Um, I, I think it is. I think it definitely is. A bit? Of a, a bit of a Midwest yeah. thing. I think I got less of that when I was living in LA, but less, not fully. Not full stop. Yeah. Yeah. It's more, it's a more annoying and frustrating for, than it is like hurtful because I think when I was younger and you're trying to like figure out your identity and kind of like, yeah, you know, particularly for men like that, you know, feeling masculine and I, I, that was really hard because people were always saying these things about me. Yeah. And so me trying to be confident in just like being a guy at all and let alone being a straight guy and still be comfortable with all of these other facets of myself was really like, was really hard. So it was hurtful when I was, when I was younger, um, you know, like through high school and and college. And now it's more so just like really like it's 28, 2019. The fact that people still aren't open-minded enough to understand that like not everything is exactly what it seems and all of that. Um, I think it's more so the frustration That's behind really it, frustrating. but it's a, you know, it's an, it's an interesting, and it's, I feel like I hear this enough from so many different people that we need to like come up with a fix. How, how can we, we do and we, you know, like we do and we don't, yeah. right? Like, why is it that a, a man who has a, a unique sense of style falls into this category Mm -hmm. there there should be no there should be no reason for it yeah you know or like if i if i dance or whatever like just because someone's interested in something that's associated with you know being more feminine or being more masculine on the flip side right girls who are more into sports or something like that and you know are like you know, everyone around them is like, oh, well, you know, we're just waiting for you to come out as a lesbian. Mm-hmm. And you're like, no, like, it's just an interest in something. Yeah. And they, that doesn't have to mean that they also are X, Y, Z. Yeah. It's really complicated. Very. But it's, it's like on my mind all the time because I know plenty of guys in the situation. Like episode seven, you complained about that. Yeah. And I think... You know, some of it's, like, an audible thing. Like, you know, if you hear somebody that speaks in a particular type of way or sounds a way, and when you're in other countries, it's... It's a non-issue. Yeah. Yeah. That's really interesting. This was great. This was amazing. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks for... Coming on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. We'll have to do a, um, a recap when you move to Spain and all the women want your dick and no one ever assumes anything about you. Yeah, maybe I'll send some videos and people can be like, oh, he's not a dancer. And 